You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the Rand Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from Rand's latest research and commentary. It's August 18th. The wildfires on the Hawaiian island of Maui have killed at least 110 people. This loss of life, which is only expected to increase as rescuers continue to comb through the rubble, is undoubtedly the fire's most tragic outcome. But with thousands of buildings in the town of Lahaina damaged or destroyed, the rebuilding effort also looms large. Reconstruction is estimated to cost more than $5 billion. But according to Rand's Isaac Opper, the full economic cost of rebuilding will likely be much higher. That's because, in addition to the physical damage to buildings and other infrastructure, there's also invisible damage. Disasters destroy human capital, the collective knowledge and skills that drive individual economic earnings and regional economic growth. The primary way that disasters affect human capital is by disrupting education. Recent research led by Opper shows that school closures and stress and trauma among students lead to prolonged negative impacts. Test scores and college attendance rates drop in the year after a disaster strikes, and there is no evidence that they ever bounce back. Thus, natural disasters can end up being economic shocks, akin to automation or international trade competition. Even for people who aren't directly affected when a fire, flood, or storm rips through their community, indirect effects ripple through the local economy. In fact, areas impacted by disasters have disproportionately low economic growth rates, and research consistently shows that lower human capital leads to less productive employees and therefore lower economic growth. There's no easy remedy for recovering significant amounts of lost education, Opper says. But when recovering from disasters like the wildfires in Hawaii, failing to address these more hidden damages is incredibly costly. Artificial intelligence could bring many benefits, but the proliferation of AI also comes with many potential dangers. For example, if an AI is stolen or leaked, it could easily end up in the wrong hands with dire consequences. This particular risk isn't hypothetical. It's already happened. Earlier this year, an AI model developed by Meta, which was not intended to be publicly accessible, was leaked online. Fortunately, Meta's model is relatively harmless. But as Rand President and CEO Jason Matheny wrote in the Washington Post this week, the next AI model that is compromised may not be so benign. That's why it's time to establish a system of oversight that focuses on the three parts of the AI supply chain, hardware, training, and deployment. Advanced AI models require expensive, sophisticated hardware, thousands of specialized microchips that cost tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. There are only a few companies that make these chips, and the pool of buyers is small. A federal regulator could track and license large concentrations of AI chips, and cloud providers, which own the largest clusters of AI chips, could be subject to know-your-customer requirements so that they identify clients that may be building an advanced AI system. Federal regulators could also step in as AI models are being trained, 
a developer can and should be required to assess a model's risky capabilities during training, Matheny says. If problems are detected early, then they can be more easily fixed, so a safer, less expensive final product can be built in less time. Finally, regulators can make the deployment of AI models safer. Powerful AI models should be subject to rigorous review by a regulator or third-party evaluator before they are released to the world. For example, expert red teams can pretend to be malicious adversaries and try to make the AI perform unintended behaviors, including the design of weapons. Systems that exhibit dangerous capabilities should not be released until safety can be assured. Taking steps such as these would increase the safety of the U.S. AI industry. This would go a long way to boosting public confidence, Matheny says, especially as consumers grow wary of just what sort of future AI might bring. Ukraine's civilian resistance began within hours of Russia launching its invasion in February 2022. A new RAND report assesses Ukrainians' resistance activities during the first four months of the conflict. Many of these civilian tactics were spontaneous and need-based, while others relied on higher-level coordination. Here are some examples. Civilians attempted to impose costs on Russian forces through physical means, including by blocking Russian forces on the streets, protesting Russian troop presence, attacking Russian military vehicles, and refusing to cooperate with Russian forces in occupied areas. Particularly during the early stages of the war, the media reported instances of Ukrainian civilians attempting to block the movement of Russian military vehicles with their own bodies. In one case, a civilian protest in Kherson in March 2022 led some Russian trucks to turn around, impeding the Russian advance, at least temporarily. Ukrainian military personnel have also credited civilians for circumventing Russian attempts to jam Ukrainian communications and helping Ukrainian forces maintain an accurate picture of Russian movements. For instance, some people with skills in drone manufacturing and operations voluntarily produced, repaired, and operated low-cost spotter drones to detect Russian targets for the Ukrainian artillery. Ukrainian civilians have also taken action in cyberspace. Ukraine's IT Army is a loosely bound group of amateurs and professionals who volunteer their technical skills. Sometimes working with Ukraine's Ministry of Defense, the group has carried out cyber operations against Russian infrastructure, hacked Russia's government websites and social media sites, and conducted cyber espionage. In some cases, it's difficult to measure the effectiveness of these tactics. But resistance efforts, which continue today, are important. They support Ukraine's goals of regaining territory and maintaining political sovereignty. Additionally, these findings provide a glimpse into what future civilian contributions to wars might look like. New York City's housing crisis has reached unprecedented levels. As the city faces a near-perfect storm of housing unaffordability. Record high rents, increasing levels of distress in older, rent-stabilized housing, the expiration of a tax relief program critical to multifamily housing production, the rapid growth of homelessness crowding out other housing priorities, and a collapsing office real estate sector that could place a higher burden on the housing sector. 
Existing state and local policies, many of which focus on price controls, do not address the root cause of these issues. Housing production has not kept pace with the growing demand to live in New York City. A new RAND study examined six proposals that aim to address this core issue and boost residential housing construction. If fully enacted, these policies could lead to the production of roughly 300,000 additional new housing units over a decade. This would represent more than a 160% increase over recent annual housing production levels in New York City. The authors say the surge in housing supply would likely increase competition among landlords for tenants, improving affordability in the short term. And over the longer term, that would lead to an increase in naturally occurring affordable housing. Lead author Jason Ward emphasizes that increased housing production alone will not be enough to solve this problem. However, it's clear that the failure to achieve a significant sustained increase in housing production will limit any path toward meaningful housing affordability in New York, he says. That's it for today's episode. You can learn more about the topics we discussed in the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. We'll see you next week. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis.